I remember early on in my time in seminary, when I got to start studying sacred scripture, and I was excited, you know, to kind of get to dive in and learn more and more about the Word of God, but I very quickly encountered a trend in modern scripture scholarship that kind of approaches everything with kind of a, I don't know, a cynical eye that just thinks so much of this is too good to be true. And I remember specifically approaching this gospel in particular and reading things like, oh, you know, a shepherd, they're not going to leave the 99 and go after the one. It just doesn't make any sense. And some woman, she's not going to sweep her whole house for one penny. And of course, fathers in the Middle East, they don't run. That's below their dignity. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. And it was almost like this dismissive way of like, eh, don't, just don't pay attention to this. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And I remember early on, I think including in a paper, it's like, you know, I'd really rather just go back to learn about sacred scripture from my grandma who never graduated from high school because at least she believes in God. You know, it's like I'd like to you know, go with that because, you know, so much of this, it was just like we're trying to debunk it all and like, how could this be? You know, that just doesn't make any sense. Well, okay. When it comes to like cynical approaching of things, I can get it on a certain level because we live in a fallen world, right? But it's more like, I think, cynicism having to do with us. I mean, look at the first reading. I mean, we know this so well. The book, you know, from the book of Exodus, the people have left from Egypt. They've been freed from their slavery. God has worked all these miracles. He separated the Red Sea. You know, they're being led by fire by night, cloud by day. Amazing things are happening. Moses goes up on the mountain. He's not even up there 40 days yet and they're worshiping a stupid golden calf. Like, it just doesn't take that long for people to fall away, right? Our hearts wander very quickly. We're not always the best at being faithful. We've fallen human beings, and you can see it all the way back to the beginning. You look at our first parents and how easily they're duped into thinking that God isn't really interested in their good. You know, it's like, did God really say you can't eat from any of the trees in the garden? No. He mentioned one. He gave them some slight boundaries. And all it takes is that little bit of a, you know, just reach out and take it. You know, and, and they fall. And the thing is, you see it from the beginning with our first parents. You see it with the Israelites wandering away. You see it right up to the present day, understandable, like, why we would be cynical about fallen humanity, about ourselves. I'll give you one little thing that made me cynical this last week. So I had to file a police report because uh, a week ago yesterday, someone broke into our mailbox and stole everything out of it. You know, it's like, really? 7.30 at night on Labor Day weekend on Saturday, you drive up Lumen Christi Lane, which means the light of Christ. You go past the church and scope things out, get out a crowbar, and go to town on the mailbox. You know, it's like, wow, this gives me faith in humanity. Thank you, sir, for checking out our mailbox. I was not exactly excited about it, as you can tell from my cynical tone, right? Like, it's just like, come on, seriously? It's the church mailbox. I'm also making that as an announcement. If you mailed in a check, seriously, we did get robbed, and I had to file a police report. So, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sorry that it happened. It stinks. But that doesn't exactly like make me like high on humanity at the moment, right? You know, because it's, we see it, right? And you don't have to go very far 
to get cynical about ourselves sometimes, I would say in particular, just look in the mirror, right? Like how many times do we fall? Do we mess up? And, you know, of course, it's a trick of the devil to make us think it's like, oh, God doesn't really care. Like he's the same way. In fact, looking at that first reading, you know, Moses is like in the breach, apparently like holding back the anger of God. Well, if you just go back, not that many verses, the people just pledged a covenant with him. You know, sometimes we'll get the Old Testament imagery of them literally cutting a covenant where they sacrifice an animal and they're sprinkling blood on the altar and on the people. Well, it's like, you know, we have a blood bond here. It's like familial, but it also has the tone of, if I go against this covenant, may this same thing happen to me. I mean, the people have just said this like, okay, yeah, we're all in. And then it's like two weeks later and they're like, let's go worship a golden calf. You know, like, what are you thinking? But we do it, right? When it comes to things like cynicism, just go drive down 85. You're not going to be excited about humanity. You know, like it's, it's crazy how this all happens. But the difficulty is, is we cannot let that kind of a cynical lens color everything that we look at, especially when it comes to the word of God. When it comes to everything that he's given us, you look at these beautiful parables today, in particular, you know, the prodigal son. I mean, one of the greatest, most loved, beloved parables of all time, right up there with the Good Samaritan, one of a couple that we only get from Luke. This is one of two times in the liturgical year where we get this gospel. The other is the fourth Sunday of Lent in year C. I mean, it's, we don't get it that often, and how beautiful it is when we do. But I think the important thing to make sure is we don't approach it with cynical eyes or eyes that are just like, yeah, it's a good one, and then we just go right back to life the way it always is. This is incredible. When you think about how good God is and to ask for the grace to see it again, kids are always helpful with this, right? I have a friend that read this parable to a bunch of second graders, and at the end he asked them the question, who was upset when the younger son came back? And one of the kids raised their hand and said, the fattened calf. It's like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) It's true. He wasn't very happy, right? It's so nice when we have their non-cynical eyes, the eyes that are fresh to see this and see how incredible it is, right? Okay, you got scripture scholars. Ah, fathers in the Middle East never run. Of course, this is ridiculous. Well, our father does. How beautiful it is that we have a God who loves us as much. And remember, we're still in this part of the Gospel of Luke, the death march to Jerusalem. He's on his way to die on the cross for us. Takes the time to teach us with these parables. And notice, it's not just like, okay, here's a doctrinal statement. God is merciful. See y'all later. He gives us a parable that you can keep diving into 2,000 years later with all of its different facets to see just how good God is. And when we ask for the grace not to approach this with cynicism and also not to approach all of the mysteries we have around us with cynicism, to approach them with fresh eyes, all of a sudden we see how good we really have it. I mean, on a certain level, it's like, can God really continue to forgive me? Every time I screw up, every time I go into that confessional, is he really going to forgive me for the same sins again that I keep confessing? Can he really do that? Yes, 
He's not like us. He wants to keep showing us his mercy. And yes, there's all sorts of examples of cynicism all around us of why it's hard to trust other people. And we've been hurt, we've been wounded, we're fallen. We've even done the hurting sometimes. But the good news is, is he's better than that. He is good. He loves us. He'll continue to pour his mercy out on us in the confessional. And you come to Mass again, once again, to ask for fresh eyes to see what we get to do from his perspective. Once again, we hear, this is my blood, which is poured out for you. Almost think from Christ's perspective as he gives us himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. We hear the body of Christ. And we say, amen. I can't help but think him saying, maybe this time. This time, when this person says amen, today, it's going to make a difference. Today, they're going to carry me back out into the world to take Lumen Christi, the light of Christ, into their day-to-day habits, right? To take it back out there. And the good news is, even if the cynicism comes through again, even if we trip and fall, even if we're already yelling at each other in the parking lot, he still comes back tomorrow. Why? Because he doesn't get cynical about us. Yes, it may be true that we're very practical. We're not going to expend energy where there's not a lot of chance for success. We're not going to leave the 99 sheep. We're not going to go looking for the one penny. Our fathers may not run and lower their dignity to come find us. But thanks be to God, even if we as fathers don't always do the running, thanks be to God our Heavenly Father does. Praise be Jesus Christ.